I'm Jay Close. Welcome to Encouraging Being. I'm here to encourage you to take time to be in the moment, to escape busyness and anxiety. Life shouldn't be just a worried, distracted, and overwhelmed existence. Each moment of life is sacred, and your life can become more content and peaceful. I'm working on being in the moment together with you. I don't want to. I can't think about that now. I can't look at those pictures. I will cry. I held it together and I didn't cry. I didn't lose it. Whatever it is. I'm not going to go there. There are just too many memories. Stay numb because it hurts. Don't feel because it might make you cry. Avoid the pain. Stay away from anywhere, anything, anyone that reminds you of your grief, of your hurt, of your wounds. It seems to be a natural impulse to avoid painful things. If I learned very young that sticking my hand in fire causes pain, it's good that I learned to keep my hands away or pull them back if I get too close to the heat. So it's the same with emotional heat. Should we pull away when things get hard? That's our natural impulse, our reaction to grief, hurt, sometimes even to anger. Back away, pull out, ignore, or run away, full gallop. One of those remodeling shows had a woman who had always given herself in sacrificial ways to help her family and others. The woman's friend had a special retreat built for her where she could recharge. When she saw it for the first time, she said she had to hold herself together. She couldn't lose it. She had the impulse to cry, but she didn't feel it would be okay to do so. Then the TV host brought in her family members, and she did cry. She said she couldn't hold it together because when she saw them, she cried. Their presence made it okay to cry. Them being there brought out her true feelings. She couldn't hold it back any longer. Sobbing loudly is embarrassing, except when there's nothing else you can do. It's the only response for some situations. Crying gracefully will not do. Embarrassment is not enough to hold the tears back. If you believe there is life after life, you've said, or you've heard someone else say, they're in a better place. Many people handle death with this thought, which can be comforting. They're in a better place. Even if you don't believe in life after this life, often we say, At least they're no longer suffering. Because many times at the point of death, there is pain and suffering. No one wants to see another suffer. So there's comfort to say they're no longer suffering. But if we're honest, all the words to explain or comfort come up short. They are not just inadequate. They are miserably inadequate. Everyone knows death's at the end of life for each of us even our loved ones. But no one is prepared for the feelings of the loss, 
a rational mind may believe they're in a better place, that their suffering is over, but the loss stings. It's painful. It's so many things. It's the finality of death. It's the shock of the cutoff. It's the unfairness and the surprise. Because no matter what signs you had to tell you it's coming, when it arrives, it's different than you thought. Wailing and sobbing just come out because grief is not just a mental process. It involves the whole body. I know a family who lost an infant to meningitis. For a while in the hospital, there was hope. But the little girl died. In a towering stairwell of the hospital that emptied out on the street from several stories above, the young father let out a loud wail. This was more than gentle tears. It was a cry of anguish. And who of us would question him for doing so? Should he have kept back his cry so he would hold it together for others who might be surprised or made uncomfortable by his emotions? The point is this. Facing hard things is reality, and crying over them is honest. Looking like you've got life under control works for sometimes, but it's a failing strategy long term. Perhaps we fear that if we let down, we will come completely undone. We'll never stop crying or get ourselves calm again. But we can. You can see this by noticing your breath. Let me guide you in a brief experience. Get in a comfortable place and relax all your body. Notice from head to toes the muscles holding tension. Tell them to let go of that extra tension that you don't need right now. Sit or stand up straight while allowing your body to be in a natural position, not twisted, not tight. Focus your attention on your breath. Every moment, usually without noticing, we breathe in and out, in and out. The inhale is pulling in air and life from outside you. The exhale is sending out the excess. The exhale is letting go, releasing spent air you don't need. So pay attention to your breathing, just allowing it to come however slow or fast or deep or shallow it is. If it helps you to focus, you may choose to take a deep breath slowly to clear your lungs at first. Now just notice the energy of the new cooler air coming in. The inhale is a stimulating movement, drawing in oxygen open to the world. Then there's a quick shift to exhale, which relaxes like a sigh. Notice both. Which do you need right now? Do you need the energy of the inhale, opening to life, giving oxygen? Or do you need the exhale to let go of the pain and tension? It is a life-giving, life-saving cycle. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, 
There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. These times include times of crying, of holding ourselves together, and times of crying again, like breathing in and breathing out. And while it can be hard, it is good. Thanks for listening to this episode of Encouraging Being. I want you to get the benefit of present moment awareness that comes from practice. So follow Encouraging Being wherever you get your podcasts and check out past episodes. It will really help if you leave a review and tell others what the podcast did for you. Learn more at encouragingbeing.com.